Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park been trying there's non-alcoholic ones just the haze and uh, uh yeah so, all right is that the only one and the hanukkah zeros are good uh no i mean so i think it was probably this time last year october all right so sober october time for sean parker but that's me too um and you do sober october was, too yeah. Oh. And vegetarian. Vegetarian is over October for. Oh. Yeah. And, so. and also try just, just really try, failing the sugar thing because I've cheated several, 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 several times on the Snickers. I, I like chocolate. Gotcha. But. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. As there. far as yeah. as far as these uh, as far as the like non-alcoholic beers are concerned, like it was it's hard to find a good one because you remember back in the day, like the very first non-alcoholic beer. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and it to this day remains undrinkable, but yet they're still trying to sell it somehow. I was gonna say I don't even see those anymore. I didn't even think people were actually drinking those. I thought they just got rid of them, especially since Heineken and you like you just said Bud- Budweiser just seemed to step in and start making non-alcoholic ones. Well, I think when Heineken re- when they saw Heineken sales on zero, they were like, oh there is a market for that because everyone was just waiting for a good one True. it wasn't that we didn't like want to drink the non it was just that they sucked <laughs> there was it wasn't quenching it didn't get it didn't it didn't replicate the beer and have had this shitty aftertaste right it was just like nah, something wrong with this and that's that's the same way with like with like synthetic meat right like we're well, not synthetic meat but you know the with plant-based meat is that it still has this weird aftertaste that is not beefy and they're, I bet they're going to keep working on it until it actually becomes beefy, right? Well, what's that weird aftertaste? I mean, is it just where, however just, they're making it? I mean, I don't fucking know. It's just not right. Okay, I don't know if you have science <laughs> to it, man. I mean, I thought you might know. Um, I asked, funny story. I asked um, a couple of different like Mexican. This got Mexicans. I got this guy and this girl from Mexican heritage. 
and how to make tacos. They talk about the grandma's tacos. I'm like, cool, can you tell me how to make the tacos? And they're like, no, we have no idea. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. So I'm still searching for somebody who can tell me how to make actual like, you know, tortillas. So, yeah. so what, yeah, all right. So you've always been a foodie. Is that right? When did you, or when did you start noticing you were a foodie? Uh, hmm. I mean, before we, so, wait, 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 hold on. Before so we talk mother, about that, mother, before we talk about that, you have your own style food. We should say everyone, you have your own <laughs> show on Amazon beyond the check and yeah, I guess I we should. Yeah, we should throw <laughs> that out there. It. But go, yeah, yeah, we can pitch that here in a minute. But let's talk. Let's get to the foodie part. So, when did you start noticing and getting inspired by all the foods and want to go create your own show? You can lead it in like that. That's would be a nice segue. All right, I guess segue. <clears throat> um, so it's a funny story because I had graduated from college with my master's degree in film and television, and a few of my friends were going to LA, and I had zero desire to go to LA. And we were producing a feature film that I wrote called Noir, The Good Girl Detective and the Femme Fatale. It's also a book. Um, and I, I, long story short, I had turned down this professor who also you know, may or may not be the producer of like such things as Fried Green Tomato and <laughs> other things. But So I stayed in Savannah and I started this company after that all fell apart and my producing partner decided that he wanted to run a bar instead of, you know, like we already spent so much money to make the kid like get this movie made. And like we had Burt Reynolds that was going to be in the movie. This is like when Burt was still alive. So this was a while ago, like eight years ago or something. And we just, he, we, he just got fully sidetracked and I, like I was not, in, I couldn't figure out how to like go make this three and a half million dollar movie that he wanted to spend when I'd been offered to make it for 300,000 by somebody who actually knew how to make movies. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I started this company called Independent Lasagna Productions and I didn't make anything food related. <laughs> like I, I would make like commercials for like restaurants and like things. How'd you come up with that name? And I don't know. I was just really high one night and it was like, <laughs> I was like looking at Rotten Tomatoes and I was like, Rotten Tomatoes, what's what's like Rotten Tomatoes? And I was like, well, I guess there's tomatoes and lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, there's a lot of layers involved in that. And I was like, ah, independent lasagna. Fucking Garfield would love it. <laughs> yes, it works. <laughs> yeah, so that happened. And then... I decided to that it, so in order to get my name out there, I needed to do something. So I had two things that I was going to do. One was uh, just a YouTube show called Fuck You, I'm Drunk, where I just got drunk every night with a friend and make, made phone calls <clears throat> to people. Like prank calls? Never aired. Yeah, or no, or just like called her moms, right? Oh, like, okay. mom, mom, you know, like, whatever. <clears throat> but I never have aired a single episode of any of that because that's not to be aired. Okay, okay. <laughs> Or uh, make a, I, I decided to make a video tutorial on how to make a feature film for no money. And so I called it the Independent Lasagna's Guide to the Micro-Budget Feature Film. I made this like interactive, like, you know, because everybody was on Kendall's and shit, right? So yeah. it's just links to YouTube videos and links to like articles or like just all embedded inside like the like whatever ebook. <clears throat> so you could click through it and like learn stuff. I don't think anybody ever used it. Um, <laughs> But I put it together, it's so outdated now. Probably half those YouTube videos are like <clears throat> ancient. Um, 
And so I made a feature film called Odie based on the Odyssey by Homer, stoner comedy that all takes place in an apartment building with all my friends that I paid for. Like then we come stay. So we had graduated, you know, we all went to grad school together. So I paid for them all, come on like a filmcation. And I'm like, <clears throat> we're just gonna make this movie. I got this guy to write the script and it's okay, we're gonna fix it. And so we fixed the script and I just paid for them all to get here and we hung out for a week and fed them and we shot a movie. Nice. Had nothing to do with food. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was some food in the movie. They ate some like ate some like weird cupcake things or something. But <clears throat> well, you made a spoof of a Homer's Odyssey or comedy. Yeah, it's great. You should you should definitely go watch it. Where's it at? Where can people find that? It's on Amazon and Tubi. Uh, okay. You got to pay for it on Amazon. That's free on Tubi. Okay. No, uh, Odie, based on the Odyssey by Homer. Okay. A ridiculous stoner comedy. It's like watching a car crash. You just, you just, you, if you make it, to, if you make it to the halfway point, you're finishing the whole movie. There's no way you can't. Okay. <laughs> and it's yeah. Wait. It's heartwarming. It's a heartwarming tale. Did you say you wrote it and directed it? <laughs> uh, I had it written, and then we rewrote it. Okay. To the extent so that it was actually shootable. Um, but I directed it and produced it, and yeah, it's out there. It's all right. It gets better every time I watch it. Actually, yeah. I always think like, oh god, oh my god, actually, it's actually pretty good. Still holds up, huh? Fucking weird, man, but it's good. It'll be a cult classic one day as soon as enough people actually care to watch it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and so anyway, I wanted to do something positive, right? Like to like help. So like what I I knew that somehow I need to do something good with what the skills that I have, right? Yeah. And so what can I do? And so I decided to make a show called Media Matters, where I would go find a restaurant that was like a really positive restaurant doing good things in the community or whatever. And maybe they just like weren't good at marketing or web design or any of that stuff. So we'd go and we'd find out about them. <clears throat> like and one was a pilot with this vegan restaurant, but the other one, uh, episode two, there was only two, uh, beet tans, this girl who invented this non-chemical beet juice stuff, right, for tan, for tanning, self-tanning, yeah. right? And it's amazing. Girls love it. Like, they've, she's, she has a franchise now. Like, okay. it's bon fucking bonkers. Good for her. Uh, <clears throat> but we, like, redid her website and amazing new website and made little commercials and, of course, like the show. But that shit was a pain in the ass. Like to like have all and it's not cheap, just redesign really nice websites, right? And so um I don't know, we just got burnt out. And so we got like halfway through the other episode, which each episode would take like six months to like do all the stuff that was required to like really like bump up these people's online presence. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I need something easier. So finally, I come to the realization that I should probably hang out in restaurants. My sister has a restaurant. I'll shoot a pilot at my sister's restaurant in Ohio. And, you know, Beyond the Check was born. And yeah, and I was like, oh, so I, then, then COVID happened, right? Like we shot the last episode of the first season on March 8, 2020. So that was like right when it started getting, uh -huh. getting real. And so the next week, everything was shut down. Yeah. And so I just started making food videos at home because I'm editing and finishing the first season. Now I have tons of time to do that. So I had a fantastic quarantine. Uh, I don't know how yours was. How was your quarantine? How was your quarantine? Um, mine, mine was, uh, I mean, it was 
really quarantine, I felt like, because I was still able to go to the gym, and I only worked from home maybe a month, maybe two months, and they actually brought my group back to work. So, uh, um, handle technical things. Yeah, so really, students running, huh? Yeah, so it really wasn't an actual quarantine. I mean, besides, you know, just I had shorter days and maybe just less things to do. So, um, yeah, but I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, man. <laughs> but I was still able to, like, my thing, I was still able to go to the gym. I was still able to go to get, you know, get food or whatever at the grocery store. And But it was just more of that, okay, on Friday night or Saturday night, like, what do we do? Like, we can't go out. So I guess we'll just, you know, want to stay in and watch some TV or, you know, hang out. So that was the only puzzles. thing that was different. Just puzzles. I, Lots of puzzles. Yeah, I didn't know what to do. Built a lot of Legos. <laughs> <laughs> Is that when you started a podcast? Uh, no, I, well, basically I, yeah. So like towards the end of quarantine is when I actually, I had the thought of doing a podcast, but I never got the cojones to actually do it until this last, like last December. So last December of 2020. Nice. Congratulations. eh? So yeah, I was like, man, I gotta do something. I gotta put my energy towards something else besides video games and listen to other podcasts. I did it supplementary, right? Like just to add. I did it during quarantine. Like I was like, I started because I had just shot the show. So I was like, oh, I'll do a podcast thing. I'll talk to the owners from the season and like, you know, promote it that way. And then I also put it on Facebook and just ended up talking to strangers, right? Like mm-hmm. from around the world. <clears throat> and I only did a few of them before. Um, I think I just got tired of it, <laughs> right? The first time, like the first attempt at it was like quarantine podcast. You can see them all. I talked to some people. So, um, so, so what's But I didn't have... Yeah. So what's the basis of Beyond the Check? I mean, what do you, do you just go and actually just try out foods from restaurants, like a typical? It's like, uh, it's like diners, drive-ins, and dives meets chef's table. Okay. So I find people are doing the right, right? Like I wanted it to be the opposite of, of like kitchen nightmares, right? So <clears throat> instead of finding the ones that just completely fucked it all up, I wanted to find the ones that were like, nailed it and like they're the locals i love them most of the you know guests are locals and no matter what happens they're you know they they have a checklist of things that they're definitely they all have in common right like they all have fantastic websites weirdly enough they all uh are all seasonal menus for the most part right yeah. or very just you know locally sourced the employees all actually like to come to work and they don't want to have to go work anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, and so they, and I, I don't know how that happens or how I find them per se to all happen to be that way. I think it's the websites, right? Like, so I'll, I'll, go, I'll Google or I'll TripAdvisor. I don't look for farm to table or I'll look for, you know, just like local favorites and blogs and shit and then go to the websites. <laughs> And it turns out that the story on the website, if there's a chef owner and it's a good restaurant, they'll always have an about about the chef, right? Or at least this is family run about the families, right? Yeah. And it makes it really easy sometimes when they thanks guys for showing off your, you know, what you're offering. Seriously. What and you- then I go ha- and then I go hang out with them, find out about their lives, the history of the restaurant, and of course cook up and try some of the best dishes they have to offer. Do you cook with them, or they just you just sit there? Yeah, and eat? yeah. No, I cook. I, no, I cook with them. Oh, so you, are you? Uh, you can say you're a chef too, a mm-hmm. culinary arts. No, I am not a chef. Oh, okay. Which you can follow a recipe. I do. You... A, I do appreciate that question. I cook at home. I'm a home chef. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to. I can follow recipes, but I wouldn't say that's about all I got. You know, I look up something on the internet and I can follow it, but I always think it's pretty. Mm. Cool. 
So I just, I have staples or I, I don't ever look at a recipe really. Only if I'm like trying to figure out what to make. If I want to make something different, I don't know what it's like. Just, well, just swipe, <laughs> Wait, so, scroll to and stop. Okay, what's that? So you're one of those that you can just make it from scratch, just freehand and just go in there like- uh, add Well, I mean, look, that, look at it. the ingredients and the generalization of it, right? And that's all you need? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Is it, you know, it's just technical things that you have to know just to make anything basic, right? If you can do that, you can make anything. I keep trying to tell my wife that, but so far, <laughs> no nice. <laughs> so is it tough filming these shows? I mean, like you have to go in there and like actually, are you just rolling the camera the whole time? Or are you just like in pieces say, all right, let's get some shots of you doing this and some shots of you doing that? Uh, we do it. Um, um on a good on a regular day on a normal day um there are a lot of casual fine dining restaurants and so they're either closed on mondays and tuesdays or closed on mondays or don't open until four or five at night right so on a normal day we'll show up in like late morning right and hang out and we'll like interviews and do interviews and find out about them and then we'll go into the kitchen and we'll have them cook up like every dish that we're going to try. Then we're film every dish and I'll hang out and either sometimes I help or they just do it. <clears throat> but I'm there. I'm hanging out. Yeah. And um, then we film me and Jordan, my wife, trying all the food. And sometimes the chefs sit down with us and we all eat together. Um, but more often than not, they're like, ah, we're good. You guys just go ahead and do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. And the food's always cold by the time we eat it, but we still pretend very well when it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so it, the, the food gets filmed before it gets eaten, so it, it has to do its thing. It, it has other obligations before it reaches our mouth. Gotcha. I guess that's, when, that's what I'm getting at. Well, what are your thoughts on, you know, with COVID actually, where they were shutting down, when I say they, I guess governors and politicians are actually shutting down restaurants and saying, no, you cannot be open. And then actually telling them that, hey, you have to maintain standards to build, you know, patios outside and, you know, whatever, just to have people then actually say, nah, actually, we're not going to allow you. I mean, it's so across the board, depending on where you're at, right? So like in Georgia, it was just a free for all, like, whatever, we're open, you know, yeah, they did half capacity, right? Yeah. And, you know, people were more likely to sit outside. So everyone made an outside place, right? And, but for the most part, all the restaurants in Georgia survived because they were able to come back that quickly at that capacity and their employees were able to make money or completely just double dip the entire system, right? Getting, because they're not making as much as they normally would because they're at half capacity. So they still receive unemployment and they're at work too. So they're doing both. So on the same end of that, they're now exposed at work, right? Like, but Eh, we also uh, we survived. We survived. Yeah. Um, well, seems like LA. And those restaurants survived, but like LA, yeah, New York. Yeah, they fuck. got they got this shit fuck. on. They're gone. Yeah, <laughs> they ain't coming back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just yeah. Yeah, they all every, lost everything almost. Yeah, I just watched uh, David uh, Chang's David Chang's Chang's David Chang's David Chang's documentary series on Netflix last night, and that was part of. The, an overlying theme throughout the whole thing was just that the New York they've gone, man. They're just not coming back. Like it'll never be what it once was. But it's also he. I think he also talked about 
it's it's also just a change, right? And so now out of the dust and the ashes comes the flowers, right? So yeah. the idea of what the smaller mid-level restaurants are is a completely different landscape. And because it was flooded, I hear. Like, a, you know, it's kind of like the housing market bubble. It was just a fuck ton of restaurants <laughs> packed into New York. I mean, there's so many restaurants in New York City. Yeah. Not, any, not anymore. But... Well, it's yeah. probably the same way with L.A. because it seems like everyone's getting the hell out of those two cities. And now they're like, you know, Elon Musk said Austin's going to be the new boomtown of this century. Austin, Texas. Yeah, right. So to, to finish off that your question, going for like season two because of COVID, right? So I'd done mostly Georgia and South Carolina in season one. And but like going out to anywhere else, really, just was sort of out of the question. So we just stayed in the area. We did Georgia, more Georgia and South Carolina restaurants, which are awesome. All awesome. Season two is definitely a level up from season one, guys. So right. like if you want to start at season two, that's fine. But then you'll just want to create season one. That's also fine. <laughs> <laughs> one's faster, one's more buzzfeedy, and the other one's more chill, laid back, and like it's big in England. People in England really like it. That's good. <laughs> well, how did how did you find the restaurants? I mean, did you say that you were just walking up to google just google well okay that's not 100 percent true i do that now okay but but originally i did my sister's restaurant shot the pilot right yeah. used the pilot to talk other restaurants into doing it with me right like you were just showing them not, the not even precisely that we went to a, i went to a friend who knew <clears throat> he used to take me to this restaurant noble fair to hang out with chef pat like years ago and so after i shot my sister's restaurant and I cut it together and I had like pilot. I was like, all right, Cayman, can uh can we go talk to that chef and see if like maybe he'd like do episode two of my show? And he was like, Yeah, sure, why not? Let's go. So we he went over and talked to him and he's like, Yeah, he's down. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> he didn't even watch the he didn't even watch the pilot episode. He was just like, Yeah, whatever, it's fine. And so we shot that. And while I was there, there was a server who was like, Oh, this is cool. You should I used to work at this place called poor richards and they're the the this couple that have this really cool place called poor richards over in bluffton you should totally go over there and i was like all right cool what's the number what's your name so i called them and was like hey i talked to i wish i remembered her name and she <laughs> and she told me that you guys are awesome and your work runners and i would love for you to be on my show and they're like great fantastic and i was like awesome we'll see you on this date and we went and shot it and then from there, they were like, oh, man, you should totally check out Mir over here. He was on this show. He was on uh, Fight Club, and, like, he was one of the judges. And so they're like, all right, cool. So I called him, and I was like, hey, these guys say you're awesome. <clears throat> and it just rolled like that, right? <clears throat> just word of mouth. Yeah, for, for the season one. And then season two, I literally just, like, found restaurants and was like, hey, go watch my show. I'd like you to be on it. <clears throat> and for the most part, they're all like, okay, cool. <laughs> Now, I have a good friend. Uh, we grew up together and went to high school together, and we kind of went apart uh, um, after after high school. But I had him on the show maybe a few episodes back. But he actually, I, I should have mentioned this to you earlier, but he has his own bar in New York. Well, it's Nyack, New York, I think, which is above the city. But he actually he does, he specializes in making hot dogs and stuff like that. Like he's got one called Christopher Walking the Dog and <laughs> stuff and it's pretty cool he's, he's doing pretty well i think he's yeah got, where was that story dude, dude really? forgot dude it just hit me i don't know what the hell happened uh well i missed that one but he's got that one and a couple other ones and he's actually starting another uh i think it's another restaurant and brewery thing called the henry so 
Yeah, he just he's a he fell in love with that industry. Yeah, it's 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 not for the faint of heart. Yeah, it's like, but and a lot of people do it without knowing what they're getting into, yeah. right? That's why you end up with shows like Kitchen Nightmares because you know, like, well, why did you start the restaurant? Well, I just had all this money and I just I mortgaged the other half of my house because my kid wanted a restaurant. <laughs> well, did your kid know how to run a restaurant? Yeah. Well, no, but you did it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me fix you real quick. <laughs> no, it's one of those things they always said. If you want to probably make money, you probably shouldn't start a restaurant unless, like you just said, you know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, definitely not. It's one definitely. of the hardest businesses to make it in. Yeah, don't ever do that. <laughs> yeah, never, it's never, like, never, ever. Like the only people who make money are actually people selling the restaurant equipment or something. But, yeah. I mean, a obviously that's not. A restaurant is anything but a gold mine. Unless, like, you know, that's not every restaurant. Unless you franchise a Chick Fil A, in which case you're set. You're yeah, you're golden <laughs> if you're Chick Fil A for sure. I mean, fuck Chick Fil A, but like, it's they crush it, man. They really crush it. Yeah, they, they put something in that chicken, man. They, I have people there no matter what, every no matter what time of day. It's my wife's favorite thing too. She's like, I don't. Yeah, it's okay. I don't. Know. I like the Popeyes way better. I don't. I don't think I've ever ate Popeye. Popeye. I don't think I've ever ate. Popeye, so I don't know the difference. Oh, we don't have many. We only have one Chick Fil A. Well, that's not true. We got two, I guess. But yeah, I don't. Even, I don't think. I don't even know where the closest Popeye is around me. So it's hard to go test. Make test that. There might be one in Roanoke. I'm not sure. But I don't think so. My wife had never had uh, White Castle. Really? No, uh, never. And um, she was like, "I want to go to a White Castle," and I was like, "All right. Well, I mean, we'll maybe we'll find one on our way to Ohio somewhere, right?" And we'll, we'll stop at White Castle because <clears throat> she loves the frozen ones. Like she's she's had White Castle sandwiches, but always just the frozen ones. Yeah, and and she she fucking loves those, those things. So I got her a fresh one. We finally find a White Castle, and we we get White Castles, and she's eating it, and she's like, "I don't like it." <laughs> oh man! Oh man! What do you mean you don't like it? That's the real deal. Holy, that's the fucking that's the slider, man. Yeah. And she's like, no. No, it's, it's just like soggy and like, you know, because it is like there's a huge difference between the made and the restaurant one where the burgers go on the griddle with the grease. Right. Yeah. And it's so good and they get soggy. You know, you've, you've had the White Castle, which is like half the buns just completely soaked. Yeah. Into the yeah. Hamburger, right? yeah. No, that's a and, different yeah. ball game. But in the microwave, it's just that that little bun never touched any grease or anything. Yeah. It's just a little bun in the burger. It's a whole different story. I love that if have you ever taken like a White Castle burger and just mushed it into a into a marble? No. Because that's not that's how much meat's in it. It's like just that like a marble, like a marble's worth meat. Because there's just holes in the middle of it. There's a little burger with with holes. Yeah. 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 No, I never did that, man. Yeah, it's a total shame. (laughs) And first of all, they make the burgers tiny and then they take fucking little holes out of it. So there's like, yeah, they're saving money across the board. It's like Swiss cheeseburgers. What What is your go-to fast food restaurant, or what is your number one pick? Do you have one? I mean, we're we're if we Wendy's. Wendy's, huh? Yeah, it's Wendy's. Oh, we eat a, we. I haven't eaten Wendy's in probably six weeks, maybe two months. But yeah, Wendy's. We said we eat at Wendy's like every day, taking her to work. Like we go to take her through Wendy's. She wants she wants a cheeseburger with only ketchup and a large fry, then a frosty, a different fries. I lived in Florida for six months around two thousand nine, two thousand ten. It was the first time I had checkers, and I thought that was pretty good. 
<clears throat> What'd you get? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure it was a sloppy. Hey, hey, y'all calm down. It was some sloppy <laughs> hamburger, but uh, I don't remember. That was, what, 10, 10 years ago now. That's probably the last time I've ate there because that's the only place I've ever seen one. So It's the same thing as, as uh, Checkers and... In-N-Out? Uh, well, no, In-N-Out's its own thing. But Checkers is a conglomerate with like two other restaurants. If you ever look at the at the cup or the fried container when you go there, yeah, that has like multiple different restaurant oh, like logos never, on the cup. I didn't even pay attention to that. Uh-huh. It's crazy. <laughs> they used to have a thing called a Big Buford that was uh, like a double cheeseburger with onion rings on it and like barbecue sauce Shit. and like mayonnaise. Dude, so yeah, <laughs> it sounds good, dude. <laughs> Terrible, terrible, terrible in the daytime, but really good if you were drunk, probably. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's, that's mainly all what fast food is. I mean, just late at night, you don't really care, but just let's go get some fast food, right? Whatever's closest, like Taco Bell or something. Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone always says. Taco Bell is the healthiest restaurant, uh, fast food restaurant in the country, no? Seriously? Yeah. No way. De- depending on what you order. I mean, if you look at up their menu, that because I've done this this month um, because I'm vegetarian for the month, I went through Taco Bell and they have a black bean taco and like a black bean queso taco. So if you're vegetarian or if you're vegan, you still have an option because one has cheese sauce and the other one doesn't. <laughs> but and a whole bunch of other shit, right? It's, yeah. Like you can put together actual pretty healthy burrito. Well, healthier compared to all the other Compa- options. Compared to. Okay. Comparatively speaking. So if yeah. you're saying that if you're trying to eat somewhat healthy and fast food is the only way to go. The big Beaufort burger versus a black bean burrito with shredded cheese and lettuce. I don't I don't know. I don't know which one's which one. Where do we go here? Double you, cheeseburger? Yeah. Uh, black the beans. Way. Their black way. beans are probably somehow bad for you too. They're probably a fucking corn syrup. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you mentioned earlier, let's talk about this. You mentioned earlier that you were going to visit a farm and stuff because you were vegetarian. And oh, I'm, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm pretending to be. Okay. Um, But for a month. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> okay. Again. But you said you, you, have to have a cheat, you have to have a cheat day for everything. It's all about balance, people. Working your way in. Baby steps. Don't don't dive head first into an empty pool. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to a farm in uh, Bryan, Texas called Ronin Farms, and it's also Ronin Restaurant, where they do everything directly from their farm except for the seafood. Because they, all the animals, I mean, the vegetables, the animals, everything comes from the farm. So as she told me on the phone when I was talking to her, that the animals live a fantastic life every day until they have one bad day. (laughs) And then so I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm going to go, we're touring the farm. I'm going to go hang out with the, the animals on their good days. It should be, it should be a good time. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to try, I'm definitely going to like try eat meat again. Yeah. Just not as much, like once a week or like this much, you know, meat than like the rest try to be other things <laughs> like the Chinese do, you know, like you just throw like half of like a chicken leg into an entire pot of stew and they're like it's yeah it's chicken stew do you, do you know any differences in yourself when you <laughs> when you're uh when you're not eating meat compared to when you do like how you feel and yeah like uh, you feel way better it's like not drinking coffee you feel fucking way better once you get over the hump 
not having sugar in your system. You feel way better once you get over the hump, not smoking, not having nicotine, you know, getting all the things that are just unnecessarily there, you know, I'll make you feel like a kid again. But is that the thing that, you know, when people say they want to do this type of stuff, you know, quit caffeine or quit meat or quit nicotine, like they can't get over that hump, you think? And they just resort right back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's trial and error. The more you try, the more likely you are to succeed, right? So <clears throat> if you just have, you know, what's the let's say, you, you, know, you fall down and get back up again, right? try and try again right you just keep trying and everything you get better at whatever you're doing the more you try yeah. if you try to quit smoking every week and literally really try each week you're going to last longer each time and eventually you'll get there right but if you want to quit eating meat you got to try it out first you have to experiment see if you can right like can i survive around my friends can i you know go out to dinner can, am i comfortable or am just hating life like if you're totally hating life well, that's not good either right yeah. <clears throat> so you need to you have to figure it out and all that that takes time right so that doesn't happen overnight but if you're slowly transferring or trying you know don't just quit cold turkey if you can't quit cold turkey yeah. work your way down the nicotine level chew some yeah. gum <laughs> yeah. no like get when it, i was, te- when I was telling tool. you earlier that i cut out caffeine for this month that it was more the thing like when i would go out like i didn't know what to order especially like we went out and got breakfast in the mornings i would always get coffee whatever so now it's just, I want fucking water, but I guess that's what I'm getting, you know? I mean, I get juice, but I was like, man, but it was just so, like, everyone else is getting coffee, and I could just see where everyone else was like, all right, fuck it, I'm just getting coffee, too. You can get decaf, get decaf. Well, that was the thing, was that I wanted to do that, but there's still, like, traces of caffeine in decaf. I don't, yeah, but you know how, like, low that shit is? It's like I know nothing. it's, like, I think an average cup of coffee is, caffeine-wise, is, like, what, 100 to a couple hundred milligrams of caffeine, but yeah, it's like decaf might be what? or something. Okay. Something super low, like it's definitely there, right? But like, yeah, like really, good tea. Yeah, I know, can't have tea. That's kind of thing. White I, tea. I mean, yeah, there's certain teas I found, like herbal teas and stuff that mm-hmm. I've been little honey, little orange. Yeah, all, yeah, I've been experimenting with that, and that's been helping too. So, right, and it's all about experimentation too, figuring yeah, out what you do like out mm-hmm. of this category that you're trying to put yourself in. Yeah. <clears throat> Like, I don't know how people down here drink sweet tea. Like, I'm from the north, you know, and I came to Georgia and it was just like, holy fucking Christ. Are you kidding me right now? That is. That's the the holy grail, bro. (laughs) That is. Wow. Oh, my tea just rotted out instantly. It was impressive. Yeah. It was worse than Mountain Dew. Good Lord. If you didn't drink sweet tea around (laughs) here, you were just something wrong with you. Oh, I've never liked it. Like, I like a little lemon. Yeah, like I know people okay. that go to, you know, if they try to get sweet tea, if you go further north, like, no, we don't have sweet tea. Like, all right, just forget about it then. Just, I want water. I never like, had sweet tea. Like, mm. I don't really like tea, tea that much. Like, black gotcha. tea that much. It's kind of like people but, with uh, Coke and Pepsi, you know, like, or, you know, I'll, I'll take a Coke. Like, oh, we only have Pepsi products. And I forget it. Just give me water, you know? Okay. Like, it's cola. No. <laughs> I mean, I've never got it either, but I know some people that are just like die hard their brand. And I get it. Hey, stick to your brand. I get it. Whatever. That's if that's you, that's you. I don't care. I used to like Sierra Mist, but I'm not a big fan. Though. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, Sierra Mist is one of the like I don't know that I can tell the difference between Seven Up and and Sprite, but like Sierra Mist, you can tell the difference. Like, yeah. nah. uh, when I when I go to the movies, I always someone make it. Coke. Someone make a YouTube taste test video. Right. No, somebody will. They probably will. But yeah, right, when you go where? I go to the movies. I always get a cherry coke, dude. Like cherry coke and a popcorn, man. Like that's just heaven right there for me. That's it. 
Sprite licorice. Licorice? Mm-hmm. Well, I like Twizzlers, so I guess I shouldn't knock on. Yeah, Twizzlers. I fuck with some Twizzlers. Yeah, Twizzlers. You can use them as a straw. Anyway. <laughs> wait, wait, we got we got Halloween coming up. What's your what's your go to candy? Maybe by the time this, by the time this comes out, it'll be Halloween or after. I mean, I, I as an adult, right? Like you can have everything, so you just randomly buy different shit sometimes, you know, because you, you don't want to eat the same candy all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know the, the assortment of like, the Snickers and like. Uh, Three Musketeers and the Mars bars, you know, that's, you know, you get, you get variety, <laughs> you get variety, Chris. <laughs> but a whatchamacallit is one of my favorite. Oh, games. man, I have those in a long time. It's not bad. Yeah, they're good. That, they're still around. Get the big one. It's not a bad one to go to. Yeah. Whatchamacallit. Well, I want to talk <clears> to you, like we were talking about um, the TV show, the TV show and stuff. So when you go into editing this thing. How how long is the process? You know how what do you do? How long does it take? I mean, I see you got Premiere. <laughs> is that Premiere Pro behind you, on right there? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a long time because it's literally like I edit the whole show. Um, my I have my buddy like he'll like look at it or tell you know, be like, now nah, you need to do that, change that. That's terrible. You know, I have people look at it because you can't just look at something over and over again on your own. You gotta get a different set you, of eyes. You, on. you can't, you can't see it. No, you just can't see shit after a while. Which is why you should always put something away for a while and come back to it. Um, if you, yeah, because you have you're like coming back with a whole different, as a whole different person eventually. I get that. But yeah, uh, so yeah, it takes a while. Like, uh, six months, say. Six months at a whole season or, or one TV? Yeah. One so show? For, per there's only six episodes for each season right now. Okay. Um, we're shooting eight in Texas. But um, yeah, about a month, about a month apiece, and so yeah, about a month apiece, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roundabouts there. Well, how did you go out pitching your show? Did the Amazon just decide to pick it up, or, or how did you go uh, to other? Or how does it work? Uh, I go through a. You can submit stuff straight to Amazon. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I mean, it has to pass all their all their shit, right? And if you don't pass it, then you, you get screwed. And they just won't, they don't let you resubmit anything. Um, so, like, I go through a distributor who then they QC all my stuff to make sure that it's set for all platforms and yell at me if I do something wrong and tell me to make a new graphic or something like that. Okay. <laughs> or your, your frame rate's just slightly off, or your 4K, your millibytes per second is not fast enough for 4K streaming. We need you to send us another one. Okay, all right. <laughs> so they go into right. serious detail about it. Damn, I didn't know it was like like that. Well, yeah, you have to have like broadcast specific bullshit. Um, which is why everybody doesn't do it. Um, but you can. And so then they distribute so that's why it's on like Tubi TV. So Fox's streaming service picked it up. Tubi TV, free street free TV. It has commercials, but like there's so much shit on there, like everything is on there. Including my show, Beyond the Check Worker in addition now streaming on Tubi TV. It's free TV. Uh, they should give me a dollar every time I say that. They do not know. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you just still go with it. <laughs> Maybe one day they will. Then maybe I can buy backlog it. <laughs> well, so you're doing all this editing, you got beyond the check. Are you doing any other new shows? Any other things you're gonna venture out on? 
We're leaving. Uh, Besides, I think it's a rideshare foodie coming. Then we're gonna do something rideshare foodie with the rideshare foodie. Uh, if you don't know who the rideshare foodie is, Google the rideshare foodie. He traveled the country to all 49 states, ride sharing his way across the country, and hanging out, food blogging with a whole bunch of restaurants in all 49 states. He's gonna get to Hawaii. But as soon as they stop the quarantine for two weeks, he's going to go to Hawaii. And then he will, he will have done all 50 states. Uh, but I wanted to, we're going to do something together. He's going to be in season three in Texas on an episode. He's going to take me around Luganville. What's up? Lives in Luganville's a town. Oh, okay. In, in Texas. Yeah, I know. It's spelled P.F. Luganville, in case you were curious. P.F. Why, why in the world was it spelled that way? I have no idea. But it's, <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually a very nice, like people... Uh, really like Luganville. It's, it's one of the like nicer parts of Texas right here. Like cool, like a cool place. Right. It's like the Austin. No, it's not. <laughs> Austin's Austin. Austin's Austin. <laughs> have you been to Austin? Uh, I have not. I've not. I've driven to Texas before, but I've never spent yeah. much time. I mean, I hear the barbecue is apparently just a one, but I've never had it. So I've, I've never been there. We're either. going. We're going to two barbecue restaurants and six other like farm to tabley places and i have a oh i have a home chef coming to the airbnb i got a nice airbnb with an island uh for this guy who lost his restaurant during covid but he's he flipped over to a catering service and a uh, personal chef service and so he's coming to cook uh for us at the airbnb and i don't have any notes around me or i would tell you his name it's all but, good. Uh, I'll plug in later, man. I promise. <laughs> yeah, we can put it in the show notes. Later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so that'll be that'll be fun. That's the first the first time I haven't like gone to a restaurant, but like had someone come there somewhere else. What do, What do you think about comfort food? So it seems that you know we were talking about COVID earlier, and a lot of restaurants who were able to stay open had to obviously reduce their menus in numerous ways, and it seems like they were just making you know simple stuff like comfort foods and stuff just to actually stay in business somewhat i mean you think it was a good way to get it by or they should have oh i don't i don't i don't know that to be a thing oh i mean i'm i think that i mean people definitely definitely limited the menus it was just, i think it was all it was a lot of supply chain issue yeah <laughs> right so you just you know you just didn't have things anything that didn't sell that well it was a cleaning period right so a lot of things went away certain certain fast food places that nobody has gone to in years disappeared right like mm -hmm. and stuff that you had the men on the menu that you just you're too lazy to change the freaking menu right and finally like okay i guess this we don't need that we don't need that but i think as long as they were available and made the flip right they got online they had good websites right they were, had the ability to act in a proactive manner in a in a modern age right <clears throat> and for a lot of older people who own restaurants if they didn't have somebody around savvy to that they had to figure that out themselves <laughs> you know and that was probably a lot of restaurants in new york and los angeles yeah. that you know <clears throat> you know immigrant family restaurants things that you know just they just never had to have you know websites and like Sure, they had delivery. I'm sure they had deliveries. Right? Everybody delivers in New York, right? Well, you got Grubhub and DoorDash <laughs> and everything else now. So, yeah. But, no, they had to, yeah, they had to figure it out. And they did. And some made it and some didn't. 
Is, is being a chef not exactly what you would think of being just cooking all day, but you're actually cleaning a lot? I, no, I think when think? it depends on the, it depends on where you're at and chef them, I think. Okay. Right. Like, so if you, it's your first restaurant, right? It's me and my wife opening a restaurant. First time having our own restaurant, right? Um, you gotta, you're gonna do a lot. You're gonna do everything, you know, because you don't have the capital unless like <clears throat> you have the capital, right? To, but if it's a venture, you know, if it's your own venture, then you, you mortgage your house for it. <laughs> right then you're you're gonna bust your ass doing everything that needs to be done and sometimes you don't have employees you're washing the dishes you're cooking you're cleaning you're going to bed at you know one in the morning and you're back there at six in the morning you know, you're, you're there all the time you're putting a lot of hours in for sure and then you know you can work your way out you know you can take a job in some huge corporate restaurant and be the executive chef or you know and yeah you're there but for the most part you're doing food costs and labor assessments and you're hiring and you're firing and you're overseeing and you're maybe you're Maybe you're expoing running the line, right? But that's probably not what you're doing either. You probably have a, a chef de jour doing that shit or somebody else. I don't know. But, and so there's everything in between, right? And then everything in between. That makes but, sense. but regularly, just, you know, just like say like a, like a hired chef in like a restaurant or like a hotel restaurant, like say a lower class, you know, they're still going to be at work like 60 hours a week probably. Because yeah, they're on salary and they need them there to do things. <laughs> <laughs> I agree hundred percent. So, yeah, I mean, do you think it's is it true that one bad review could either just completely break you? In no, you just have to know how to respond to it. And some people, the better, the more quirky you are, or the less you care, or the less confrontational, but smart. I, a girl told me the other day, I, I, I go listen to episode twelve. Uh, uh, my podcast she taught she told me about how she how she responds to bad reviews or 13 episode 13 uh and she just like comes up with these really cool like she finds quotes like really inspiring quotes online and she just responds like with quotes that are just super inspiring and nice kind of kill and people, people with just like, yeah right yeah <laughs> well i'm sorry you feel that way but you know May the path you walk ever be enlightening. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's great. I mean, there's, there's... just respond with fortune cookies. Just, <laughs> fortune just keep cookie. a bunch of fortune cookies around. So, like bad reviews, just put the fortune cookie, whatever. Yeah. Just pull one out of a bag. Like that's my review. Yeah, there, there's a thing that you know, if you want to go write comments and stuff, you feel, feel free to. Obviously, you have the right to do that. But like Michael Jordan's probably not sitting there reading YouTube comments. You know, worrying about what other people are saying about him. No, yeah. no, and one bad, yeah, one. Yeah, no. Well, and the thing is, people aren't necessarily, they don't write good reviews because they had a good time and they're just enjoying themselves and they're having fun and they go on about the day. Yeah. Right. So to get people to write good reviews or to even just like write reviews, you, that's why everyone has those review cards and like things and like, hey, please review and let me get your email so I can send you an email and say, hey, please review. <laughs> right. Because people don't like to review things unless they can just click the five star thing. Like, can I click the star? You know, I don't want to have to type anything. No. Right, like it's damn near impossible. I don't know how shit has so many reviews on it. Like, who are these people out there reviewing things? Yeah. Maybe they're just paid reviewers. Maybe it's just probably jobs. Yeah, yeah, that's their jobs, man. You see jobs like, hey, there's give you like a company will give you ten thousand dollars to travel around the country and you know eat at random places and write reviews on it, or watch Netflix stuff all day and then go write reviews on it. So, yeah, you can get jobs that way. I've seen them. I've seen them advertised. I've never been lucky enough to get one, but 
<laughs> right? Like, who, who has the job to just watch Netflix yeah. shit? So. That's like, someone pay, we pay for that experience. Like $19.99 a month or something ridiculous. I don't even know. Yeah. I'm spending just to do what you're paying somebody else to do? Yeah, get, so. free, get free Netflix. Oh we'll give you free Netflix for a year <laughs> if you do this for us. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably part of it, yeah. But speaking of that, so you've been in, obviously you're in the film industry and stuff. I mean, was there one film that you watched back in your day that you were just like, all right, this is, I want to make movie films. I want to make TV shows. I want to, I want to do this. Oh man. When I was a kid, I wanted to be, I wanted to be a cop or I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. Okay. Cause I think I like action movies. Badass, man. <clears throat> I'm not, that, that's not what I like anymore. But like when I was a kid, that's like, yeah. And then I started smoking weed and was like, I don't want to be any of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, those people, no, no, I'm good. <clears throat> but uh, no, but then, you know, like a, I love Woody Allen movies, all Woody Allen movies, every Woody Allen movie. Uh, Tarantino, of course. Yeah. You watch Pulp Fiction now? Have you watched Pulp Fiction lately? Yeah, I watched it uh, maybe a few months back. <clears throat> I went through a whole it's Tarantino so, thing. It's so simple, right? Yeah. Like the shot design is just like, oh, not, it's very just mundane, mm. right? Compared to like what we're watching now, yeah, his newer stuff, yeah, or even just, just yeah, everything's Marvel and CGI, fucking fast paced, you know, it's worlds are crazy, but and that was a crazy world, but just the camera just sits there. There's no like this, you know, it's, it's just very simple. Like the shot design of the whole thing is just all very straightforward and simple. Yeah. Like, Did you see that? Uh, I think it was called 1911, that war movie, and it was it looked like it was done all in one shot, the whole movie. I didn't watch it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like it. I may, I may be butchering. I watched the Bird movie, the one Michael Keaton one that was all Birdman. I watched Bird that. Man. Yeah, Birdman. That was a different movie. It was very different. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I went into it expecting it was a, a superhero movie of some sort, but no, nah, it wasn't. We we true crime of the fuck out of shit. Any true crime at all? Uh, I try to not to, but just because it seems like that's the cultural narrative now that everything is true crime and murder mysteries uh, and so i just kind of i'll just let other people uh, film i, I want to make a spoof movie uh, i don't know if i even want to say this out loud um i want to make a spoof on the entire like make a series like a like a true yeah. what seems to be yeah. real or or maybe can't be i don't know i haven't decided i know what we're calling it so i know the plot to it but i'm not I'm, you don't have to say it on here no i'm not that's um, gonna be it's gonna be Somebody else can go make another one though. Fucking spoof this thing. This is the time. If you can go make that move, that like whatever spoof of any true crime bullshit <laughs> right now in two weeks, you would make a ton of money. Do you you just uh, gotta get that made now this year. Do you enjoy the Marvel movies and stuff? Do you like? Yours? I fucking have not watched any of them. Really? I think I think Scorsese said he he thought they were just they were like really not a movie or something. I forgot the quote that he used, but he didn't really enjoy them. Uh, uh, my buddy really wants to do a podcast where he makes me watch the Marvel movies. Yeah. And then we talk about it afterwards. I haven't done it yet, but you don't, I mean, I watched like Iron Man, like the original Iron Man and the original Spider-Man's right. Like, but no, I have not oh. fallen into the Marvel verse. I'm a sucker for those dude. What about the DC verse? You need watching and watching those. Uh, I randomly started watching it with HBO has one that's like they have a DC series with like superheroes Titans Titans or Doom yeah. Patrol. <clears throat> so I yeah so I started watching Titans 
So when I saw when I saw Joe, my buddy's name, I was like, "Sorry, bro, DC." Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a DC guy. I mean, just I was like, I started watching DC. He's like, "You're watching DC shit? You want to watch the Marvel?" And I was like, "I was just bored. I just needed something on in the background." Um, <laughs> I was like, ah. "Batman's probably my is my number one superhero for sure, favorite." So that's I'm always been a DC guy. But the Marvel movies are fun. They're good movies. I mean, they're 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 just fun. I'm sure they are. Movies. They're sucking. I hate. I don't like movies anymore because it was too damn predictable. I mean, I can predict shows too, but like movies are ultra predictable. So it's hard to find a good like movie and they're, they're rare. They're just like, oh, cool. They're, they're rare that's actually like pushed hard, you know, anyway. Well, what's the best movie you've watched recently then? To you, in your opinion, I watch T. I watch. I watch a lot of series. Okay. Or a TV like, show. Like, a, TV like show. a ton of series. Or whatever the best thing you've I, watched. I, I, that that damn that damn uh, that damn chess movie or series was probably Queen, one the, of the best. Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit was that was Gambit. badass for sure. Like I don't know how they made chess just so damn riveting, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's the eye shots, the back and forth, and the eye to the table, the eyes to the table, the eyes to yeah. the table. Yeah. The music helps. Well, when, when you're when you're shooting the stuff, I mean. Do you actually think about like, oh, I want to get that type of shot. I want to do this type of shot. I want to. You know? Oh, in the show? Yeah, or just yeah, you know, in general, like you know, the show's really the show's really just kind of fly by the seat of our pants because like usually I've never been to the restaurant. Like the DP's like, can I get pictures of like or like a floor plan? And I'm like, yeah, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I like just getting there and figuring it out. But uh, do you feel you work better that way? Just kind of. Fall by the seam of your pants. Or? I don't. I just. I just don't feel like it's necessary. Like you. Like you're gonna. You're gonna come up with a plan. You're gonna get there, and then you're gonna fucking change the plan anyway. So like, well, that makes sense. Why? Why? It's reality TV. Just like figure it out. <laughs> I know what I want them to do. I'm like, so like, we'll get there. We'll look at it. We'll figure it out. I'll tell you what to do. <laughs> Are the other people kind of work, hard hard to work with as far as the chefs and restaurant owners? Oh no, no, they're all fantastic. They're just they're like excited saying, like, to be there. Yeah. Be, because they're all, like I said, they all check off these boxes, right? That are like, people love their jobs here. Yeah. Um, our food is fresh and delicious, and I'm uh, actually a pretty good chef. Um, <clears throat> our website and social media is fantastic because why not? We're a professional business. That's what we do. <laughs> it's, it's, it's usually clean. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't go in the walk-ins. It's not, it's not, not my job. Okay. <laughs> That's Gordon Ramsay's job. I just, I hang out and show off how awesome they are and how much local people love them. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah. you want to take this one home, man? We've almost done an hour on here, so. Oh. We'll take well, it home Snapple, on Snapple, popples, crackles, and things. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. Hey, if you haven't ever heard of it, Beyond the Check Worker Owner Edition, a new travel food series streaming on Amazon Prime. Season two is free. You got to pay for season one. Or it's completely free on Tubi TV because it's Tubi TV. It's free TV. Someone give me a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give a man one dollar, man. Might take Bitcoin. Anyway, might take Bitcoin, yeah, too. <laughs> I will definitely take I'll, I'll take a tenth of the Bitcoin. No problem. Uh, yeah, my name is Rashawn Parker, R-E-Y-S-H-A-N. If you just Google R-E-Y-S-H-A-N, that's all you have to do. I'm literally the only one in the world. Fact. And you can find everything else.
Fact, so, you're the only Rashawn in the world. It's spelled R E Y. Oh, if you spell it that way. Huh? You mean if you spell it that way? That is the that's how my name is spelled. Okay. Right. And I'm the only literally Google that shit. You're Try to find it. another one. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Challenge accepted, if, everyone. If anybody does find my another R E Y S H A N Rashawn. Uh, please go ahead and find me on Facebook at Rashawn Parker, uh, Instagram at Rashawn Parker, uh, beyond the check underscore on Instagram, beyond the check on Facebook, LinkedIn, Rashawn Parker, LinkedIn, Facebook, beyond the check. You know, there are just fucking too many. Google that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Ask Siri, ask, ask, ask Alexa, ask somebody. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. Right, life's too simple. Yeah, man, it's easy to find any information you want nowadays. It's it's not hard. So, well, you're a bad motherfucker, dude. I appreciate you coming on here. This was fun. I, I learned a lot. Yeah, from man. You. Yeah, man. Rock and roll, Chris. All right, Rock bros. We're gonna take this one home. Uh, check in next time. Same Sheila night. Same Sheila channel. Little Batman pun right there. So anyway, all right, we're out of here. Go on. Later. Good. Bye. Good night. <laughs>